everybody, and welcome back. It's Nick and Rob, your co-hosts for this week's episode of Geekable Podcast, the geekiest show in this reality dedicated to hosting passionate people, discussing our excitement for comics old and new, talking what's hot in the industry, and of course, all things MCU, DCU. If you enjoy this show, please hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't skip a beat. Now, for this episode, Rob, we have a much-anticipated guest and someone who we're absolutely thrilled to have with us on this journey of this episode. Uh, we have Michael on with us. Okay. Uh, so, this is Mike. Mike, away you go. No, sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> Mike is uh, Mike Schwartz. He's the power of the Schwartz. Uh, he's a screenwriter, a comic book writer, a comic book fan. Goes by yeah. 50 Cent Comic Collector on instagram i started following the guy's page from jealousy and admiration from the way what this guy was able to find in 50 cent bins but i'm very excited to have mike on the show mike spotlights on you thank you so much rob and nick i'm excited to be on because i've you know i'm a new listener to your podcast and then when rob said hey do you want to come on I was kind of excited because I've been listening to the podcast. I did start listening because of Rob. I will admit that straight up. So there's a bit of bias. That's enough there. of a reason right yeah. there. But look at you brought you brought new listeners because <laughs> No, no, no. In all in all seriousness, I like the podcast. I love how up to date uh, your news is that you report on and, and discuss. So uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be here and thank you for having me on. Dude, it's our That's pleasure. Nice. And uh, that's, we appreciate the the genuine interest you have in the show and being on with us. And I just got to go back for, to it for a second. I just have to ask this right in the open. Dude, yeah. do you actually find those issues for 50 cents a piece sometimes? Like, actually? How? How is that okay, possible? I, I, okay, so let, oh I'll, I'll try to make it very quick. But I had all of my comics stolen in 2018. Everything I had collected. I I told my wife I'm never collecting a comic again. And then I discovered a pawn shop near where i live rob knows the pawn shop pretty well uh gatekeep started... that gatekeep that don't reveal the name oh my <laughs> there's, god there's no point because he gets in before anybody else and oh, I, I, I'm, yeah i'm there weekly and i'm really good friends with the owners and nice. okay but besides that i i kind of jumped back into comic collecting just as the market was like sizzling and then the um during the pandemic it exploded right yeah and oh, so yeah. I feel like there was a lot of under the radar books being sold. Like I was getting full runs of Silver Surfer, one through 148 or whatever it is, for 50 cents a piece. Like there, I, everybody, every comic I was buying, it was for 50 cents. And that's why I was like, there's some really good stuff on here. And there's this guy, Norin Rad 2 Turbo on, on Instagram. He was like, wow, you're getting incredible things up in Canada. And I was like, well, maybe I should start an account and just share all this because there's great comics out there for really cheap. People just don't bin dive. Now I think people are starting to a lot more. But at the time, I was just pulling out gold. And Rob is right. I have certain places I go to and I get there before <laughs> other people. And I buy them, but I do leave a lot of stuff behind. I've I've hit my max. I have come so close. Like I'm muting this guy's stories. I can't because I'm like because I feel so bad about like when you told me your origin story. You know, like yeah. you have an origin story at 20. I'm like, oh my god, that's horrible. Because it reminded me of this story. I was down in a comic book shop in Cork, which is a one of the five or six cities we have in Ireland. 
and I was shooting shit with the owner and he tells me this story. So we call flea markets car boot sales, basically where people show up, they open the trunk of their cars and they sell stuff. He was there and there was this old couple with a comic box and it was nearly at the time, almost a full run of uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, wow. And uh, he was like, how much do you want? Oh, 40 euro. Now, 40 euro is basically like $75. And he's like, okay. And now this included issue one and everything. And he said, I just got to ask, why are you selling these? Oh, our son is coming back from Australia in a week. And we thought we'd, you know, surprise him by decluttering his room. (laughs) And the fear... Like when I call home, I I see like, hey, mama, dad, just can you show me my comics? Just show me, show me where they are. Like, so that's, I think it's amazing that you're able to find all those ones for 50 cents because it shows, yeah, like that's the thing. And I've said this a few times that makes me annoyed with this whole MCU market is that like you're taking the fun out of these just deep dives and like, oh, cool. Like, even. I found uh, the first Captain Universe, the Enigma Force, for like a oh, dollar. Cool. I'm like, yay! Because, but you go on eBay, fifty dollars because yeah. uh, you know you pause and squint your eyes and look in the bottom left hand corner of a trailer, and you might say, yeah. like Secret Wars five. What is going on? With Secret I know. Wars five. Well, the, you know. also have to be willing to like take stuff that's low grade. Like I, yeah, a lot absolutely. of the Silver Age stuff I find for fifty cents or a buck or even three dollars. Yeah. It's 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 no one's gonna grade it why would you grade like a low but grade you do it you collect for the joy of being yeah, able to yeah, read yeah. it kind of yeah like like we yeah. do. i will never nope. get something slabbed because it's like oh look at that did you read it yeah. oh god no no exactly yeah. it, look at this yeah. <laughs> but but that that kind of leads to how i ended up creating my comic was i was reading all these comics like i was reading like five comics a night and it led into me wanting to do my own comic yeah, mm. please talk about Tell that for us, a yeah. minute. That was we an awesome segue. That. This that guy's was. a master. You see how he yeah. did that? It was that was a natural right here, Michael. <laughs> well, I, I might have, have learned a little because I've just started doing a podcast. I, I'm now co-hosting a podcast called Wizard Comics uh, Podcast. Oh, dude, I've seen you come up on my Instagram like related follower. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah. to, yep, I keep seeing but that we, come up. So we, we, we go, you know, issue by issue of Wizards and um, re-examine the 90s comic book boom. So we're never talking about new stuff. We're talking about what was happening at the time. What right. Was that's so interesting, on. though. Yeah. So, that's yeah, cool. you know, I, I definitely recommend. Anyways, my point is, is I've learned segues from my co-host. He's the master at it. So give it a <laughs> listen and you'll hear. Um, okay. Back to my kind of origin story. Yeah. So. I'd been collecting these comics and I was at a point in my screenwriting career where I had a really good deal with an animation studio where I was writing movies for them, like two a year and nothing was being made though. They, they were in the middle of making some Netflix movies and I was on, have you guys heard of uh, the gods must be crazy? It's an old eighties movie from South Africa, actually. No, it's crazy. No. It's crazy. It, it was like the, it was the most successful independent film after Halloween. Like huge. Oh, cool. Look it up. I was doing an animated version of this movie with animals. And basically Netflix pulled their movies from the studio. The studio went bankrupt. I lost, I lost that kind of deal I had. Oh man. And I wrote all my movies with this director. And so I was like, what am I going to do? I'm really sick of writing movies for these producers. I don't own the movie. 
Right. It's good. I get paid, but I don't own the movie. I'm like, I just want to see something get made, you know? And then I kept thinking, why haven't I never written a comic before? I've, I've always wanted to write a comic. I didn't know how. And um, one of the art directors I worked with in animation was doing uh, like Marvel comics. He did uh, he did the big Thunder Mountain Railroad comic, all the artwork for that that Marvel released. He did some Venom. He did some Wolverine. He, just random issues here and there. And so my first step was, well, how the fuck do I write a comic? So I. I just went through every like omnibus or like collected collection and looked up their scripts. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, so this is how Tom King does it. This is how Jeff Johns does it. And Jeff Johns is my favorite writer. And I was like, every first issue of his, I love, I need to do a solid first issue. And I went, I pulled out every Jeff Johns DC comic. I'm bringing up DC this early guys. Good. Good. <laughs> That's encouraged. That's encouraged. <laughs> so I, um, I literally took every one of his comics and I just started an Excel document trying to understand how he was structuring at wow. least his first issues and where they would go. And it, it was a kind of like a science experiment where I spent a month doing this because I had no, I had real, no, really no job. And uh, yeah, I immediately then took this idea I had sitting in my head for like four years and said, this is it. This is the comic. It was never meant to be a movie or TV show. It's a comic, and I want it to be an ongoing series. Like all these comics I've been collecting from the 50 Cent Bins, you know, I have a pull list down at our at the local comic shop, and I want it to be that. And so I wrote it, and I sent it to Ty, the artist I was telling you guys about, Ty Walker, and I said, uh, is this any good? Like, does this even come close to, like, a Marvel book at all? Or maybe, like, the, the crappiest indie comic? And he goes his first response was it's better than most Marvel comics I've read. So I was like, wow. really? And he's like, I want to do the art. So he said he wanted to do the art. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. I'm going to do it. It's great. And um, it didn't work out. He ended up getting like an art directing gig on a uh, kids TV animated series. Oh. So he couldn't do it. And then I was like, I don't know how to find an artist. What do I do? And I eventually uh, found uh, Chris Stevens, who's an Eisner Award-winning um, writer, but he was—he's—he segued into editing, and I hired him to be my editor, and he basically helped me package and create a team for the this. And yeah, now we have Armored. That's kind of how it happened. Yeah. I, so I saw some of the sample pages that Rob sent me uh, earlier yeah. this week. I was actually really cool. Like, I'm not a big indie person, comic reader. I'm really yep. not. I, I need to get into that, but um. Dude, honestly, I was pretty impressed with just about everything. When can we expect more of this? Like, how do we obtain it? Like, like tell, please. Okay, I don't know when this drops, but the uh, the uh, final order cutoff for issue one is this Sunday. And okay. uh, so it's Sunday. But soon. Wow. Okay. I, it's soon. But if this comes out after February 25th, um, Clover is going to reopen orders again to allow a few more orders to come in. Nice. If, okay. So if people are listening to this late, I think they can still get their shop to order a few more. They're going to overprint a bit and see if we can get a few more orders. It's not going to be a huge print run, so it'll still be pretty right. Um, pretty small. And Mike, what's the like? What's because uh, this from the issue? The issue I read it basically it's like an '80s movie 
in a comic <laughs> book. I love that's the vibes I got from it. It was is enjoyable from opening the closing page. I wanted um, I wanted to, it made me want to read more. But what's the gist for people? Let's say you know we have the backs yeah. the the creation of it, but what what would they expect from picking up this book? Okay, so it, it quick pitch is it's an, about an or an orphan boy who's adopted by this couple. The couple had recently lost their son two years ago. This boy is the same age as what their son used to be. No one really knows how the kid died. There's rumors he just fell off this old castle. So this orphan boy who's now adopted, he goes looking uh, at this castle to find out what happened to him and falls into an old tomb and discovers this uh, magical armor. He puts on the armor and he quickly realizes it's still being haunted by the the knight uh, who wore the armor back in the, you know, the 12th century. So the knight doesn't have a memory of of who he is or why he's there. All he knows is that 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 whoever gets this armor is like the prophesized one that will, you know, fight off this evil entity that's that's prophesied to come. So. He has to be trained by this knight to to fight off something, and they don't know what. It's a bit of a mystery series, but it is it's got an '80s vibe. I keep getting that told over and over. It's got an '80s vibe to it. Yeah. Wow, that is quite the premise. Oh my gosh, I don't even. That's that's so cool. So the original. Really, the really quick. The if 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 you have like one second, I say, uh, boy finds haunted suit of armor. <laughs> there Sold. You go. Yeah. So, well, we will check that out. And look, I appreciate you coming on and giving our show a listen. And in retrospect, I will go to my comic shop today or tomorrow and put a final order cutoff order in for that comic. So you can expect awesome. me to be reading that. Uh, and I will start my indie journey starting with your work, Michael. Yeah, so I'm very well, excited. You know what? Don't feel guilty because I was also like you because when I got back into I wasn't reading that many indie comics and it was through the dollar dollar bins will have indie comics and I started buying them that way and now I actually have them on my pull list. So Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you for making me feel better. Yeah, just do it. This will be your first. <laughs> no. We'll yeah, there we go. No, I like right? that. Yeah. I like that, dude. That's awesome. So, everybody, you heard it here. Please go check out Michael's book. Uh that's really awesome, dude. I want to help I I feel for you too. You have such a compelling like origin story and journey, honestly, as a collector or a reader. Um, you're an easy person to root for. So I can't yeah, wait cool. to, to read your book. I love, that. I love that. You're not a prick. So that's awesome. Like, <laughs> hey, unfortunately, the world we live in. They, there's a lot uh, of don't get, are. Oh, don't get me that. This we need a two-part episode if I was gonna go on, on that rant. No, really, really um, quick. Can I can I do one? I just want to say one thing. So the, the book is called Armored. There is one main cover that you can get through your shop, and I'm sure it will be available at some shops. You can get a Jay Lee variant cover, foil variant cover. Mm, it's a one foil. one in yeah, it'll have red foil. It's a one in five um variant. So you can ask your shop for that because for every five copies of Armored, they get a free copy of the Jay Lee cover. So if you like Jay Lee, get get that one. I say. And, that and is the a, a, foil, yeah. the foil's a good move. They're they're doing um, with the Deadpool one that's coming in April. That's getting a foil variant as well. But oh, I saw is, that. Yeah. This is just on the title of Armored. That's it. It's very uh, sleek. Just red foil on on the Armored logo. So you'll see. You'll see. Technically, still a foil cover. You're good. Don't worry for foil. copyright or you know it's just for anything yeah. like that. It is technically <laughs> foil. So we're. 
we're good. You but go. you, you, you'd mentioned, Mike, that you, um, you guys look at the past the comics and you were saying we, we talked about the current. The May solicits for Marvel actually dropped last yes. week. And I took some notes um, just for myself and for the show. Uh, Superior Spider-Man is back. We thought it was over at issue six. It's back. And you have the Superior Spider-Boy um on the cover how mike how do you feel about spider-boy because personally i read i caught up in the last two issues there three and four i think spider-boy is my favorite marvel new marvel character in like the past five six years i'm not as caught up as you i've read issue one of spider-boy and i got his origin and i was following (laughs) along you know how he's been popping up in like random edge of spider so i've been grabbing those and i love him I actually, I'm the same. I don't think he's a gimmick in any way. I'm totally no. in. Yeah. Reading it, it's like, because when this when comic books first came out in the 60s, they had to kind of be accessible for kids. Like I said, they were marketed towards kids. And as the, as the industry has evolved, there's deeper themes, this market, or anybody can read. But Spider-Boy, it just reads like the very first early issues of Spider-Man, where yeah, you wow. have the cheesy villains. Yes. Like Sandman. He's a dude made of sand. Like now, we have it that he's a tormented soul. He's Flint <laughs> Marco. He's William Baker. He loves his ma. He tried to save that kid. He was being disembodied. Fine. But he, he was made of sand. You yeah. had the lizard. I can still wear my science coat. Dr. Octopus, the guy had a bowl cut. And for anybody, all the, I hate what well, this term, the haters, but like, if you're really not liking Spider Boy because of that, then you're not getting where comics came from. So, you dude, can't... I agree. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree. In fact, I went in with such a negative mindset about the character. I was like, oh, all right, here's Flavor of the Week, Spider Man. Like, I like, I'm I'm here for it. I'll give it. A sh-. And then I read his series, which was a surprise for me. I was I was not gonna buy it, but I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Throw it in. And I was like, I like this. It's fun. And it's kind of like fun. what it's Dan Slott is so good at. Dan yeah. Slott is so good at those, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but like a comic booky comic book that's yeah. just like kind of fun and entertaining and a little bombastic and cheerful. And like, he works really well with younger characters. Like, remember his run on uh, Avengers The Initiative and all the kids who yes, would kind of join I Camp I read Hammond. most of that. Yeah. he, And it's just a case of. Like what people want it to be dark and gritty. The kid is like eight years old. Like, right. how is it going to be? Yeah. I, I mean, look, it's uh, it's it's a good one. It's uh, I highly recommend that people check it out. There's no blade. Blade is gone. Dude, <laughs> really disappointed in that because April like, and May. You know, what do you mean it's gone? It was it, was it, it an ongoing currently? I, I was, was I'm out of the blade. Uh, universe, so, I know okay. nothing. It's it started as an allegedly an ongoing, but in April it reaches issue ten in March, and then there's nothing in April. And sometimes they skip months, like skip months, like Superior Spider-Man skipped a month, and but it's not there at all. And funny you should say about the ongoing because Marvel have made a note on Spider Gwen and Deadpool, all new ongoing series. But is because that because he's in Blood Hunt? Is it a Blood Hunt reason? I, from what I'm seeing in the, the, the current run is that he's de- uh, heading towards to fight this ancient demon that he let go. There's not really any vampires in it. Yeah. No, there isn't. So there isn't. I, I've been liking it. I'm sad to see it go. I was really hoping for it to tie into Blood Hunt. It's not going to. But um, 
I honestly, just while we're on the subject of Blood Hunt, Michael, can we take a step back? Can you just tell me exactly why you're like skeptical or unenthusiastic about the Blood Hunt event coming up? Because in my opinion, it has all of the correct chemistry and everything necessary to hopefully be a good event. Any particular reason why it's a turnoff for you? I, I'm mainly turned off by m most event series, to be honest with you. <laughs> I uh, that that's uh, no, for anyone fair enough. that's yeah. listening. I, we talked about it before we got out there. Uh, yeah. So to me, the best events are have always been the DC ones because they have repercussions. I feel like this was a shift. You know, like when you had Blackest Night. I, I don't know if either of you read it. Oh, I it read that one. Yeah. It had characters coming back. It it, it led into Brightest Day um, when they did Identity Crisis. It felt like there were repercussions within the DC world. Wonder Woman snapped a guy's neck. Um, you know, the, uh, in Infinite Crisis, it introduced new characters. What is Blood Hunt going to do after it's done, like all the other Marvel series? What is going to be different? You know what? He's got a point because we've no, said this when. I like, agree. Marvel events they change the status quo for a little bit, but everything re reverts back to normal. Even right. if you look at Bendis's Avengers run, what he killed Vision, he killed Hawkeye, he killed Jack of Hearts, he killed oh, right Batman. and uh, disassembled, yeah, and he killed Wasp. Every single character came back before he, like, other than Ant Man and Jack of Hearts, they came back in Avengers Children's Crusade before yep. he left. Superheroes, the Superhero Registration Act revoked. You know, the yeah. biggest, the long-term yeah. consequence we've had would be from Infinity with the Inhumans and the New Humans. But now, they're all kind of fading away. God damn well, it, Mike. Yeah, you made a valid Sorry. point. But there is one, like, I think Kate's was doing, like, I, I thought, didn't didn't Kate's run end with the Null story? Am I right? Is yeah, but... Because then he had a new Venom, and we had the new Venom series. That felt like there was a change, a, a status quo change. For the, Venom, yeah, there, yeah, there was where uh, basically Venom got chains on his forearms, and then Eddie <laughs> went to space. And <laughs> we, because it's just, it's he. All he had to do was leave it at null. Because what he did is he gave Venom the ground to stand on his own. Because before Spider and, and Venom were like, you couldn't have one without the other. But Donnie gave that separation and like legacy to Venom that, oh my God, the Clintar are around this long. They've interacted with Thor. You don't need them to, to coexist. Like Magneto can exist without the X-Men's. The X-Men's, the X-Men. Sabretooth can exist without Wolverine. But Venom couldn't have existed before Kate's without Spider-Man. Like, would you call, uh, like Nick, would you call the uh the hickman house of x powers of x an event because to me that felt like an important event that changed the status quo like seriously and we had to take it seriously and that's when i got into x-men and i never read x-men dude 100 percent. i consider that event i consider okay. that an event because oh, absolutely but there wasn't yeah, like I, 50 tie-ins so like, that's, yes yeah. so I was, I was about to yes I, dude exactly so for me <laughs> an event has changed over the years because it's like what is the definition of a marvel event some people say it has to have that like banner on it like king in black like on the cover like that little insignia right some people say it's just an important event like you know it it everyone has their own interpretation i am like a very very particular collector and when i put things in boxes after i read them like everything has to be perfect um and for me that was an event because like it was like groundbreaking like yeah. mm -hmm. I, dude 
I say this to people all the time. Imagine a world where tomorrow CB Sabalski or Tom Brevoort, now that he's the, the head of X, imagine Tom Brevoort comes out and says, all right, guys, you know, the Krakoan era was great. We did a good thing. Um, you know, starting in July when the X-Men reboot from the ashes, uh, we're all going to be going back to the X-Mansion in Westchester. We're going to be doing the regular scheduled program. Dude, how can you go from that to Krakoa? Right. Like, imagine that's like what's next. Like, that was the beautiful thing about Krakoa was that it was just so new and like brilliant and vibrant. And it was something we hadn't seen before. That's just me, Rob. Go. Uh, but I mean, we have. If you look at it down at the X Men find a sanctuary, they're safe for a while, then they lose it. Utopia, Asteroid M, Genosha. So we've seen the structure of it three times, but the scale. And what it yes. meant is very, very different. But I think it also brings new readers, which I oh, like. I, 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 yeah, each time totally. they do it. But, so what? What I want to know from you guys, because you're more Marvel experts than me, what could you foresee the ending of Blood Hunt being? Like, how can it affect things? Honestly, I really, I really don't know for two reasons. One, Jed McKay is like a brilliant storyteller, and he doesn't go like the predictable sense. Like, he's very good at like incorporating every character he's excellent at character voices and specifications on exactly like how everyone would react and act in certain situations with this event i honestly have a tough time predicting the ending of it i really do i because i don't know i don't it's know it's interesting it's interesting because i feel like everyone ignored ultimate invasion i ignored it i didn't, I didn't it. fucking ignore it i spent like Hold ten dollars an issue and okay. i thought it was going to be the ultimate verse against 616 and it wasn't well we didn't know what it was but now yeah. we're getting the new ultimate spider-man and it's the biggest yep. thing but i guess blood could blood hunt be that i i just don't see it being that it's, we've brought up hickman twice now where he's made an yeah. event that i feel like ultimate invasion did got no press like no one was talking about it and now they're talking yeah. about ultimate spider-man anyway. well i think hick yeah like hickman because if you look at him as a writer he changed it like secret wars Fantastic Four, yeah, his runs yeah. like they they were huge. They, even Fantastic Four, you could argue, led into Secret Wars as well. The guy just kind of changes the the landscape. I mean, Blood Hunt. Hey, that's what I like. So yeah, that's absolutely. What I, like. so, I mean, that's go. what you yeah. want from an event. I mean, where Blood Hunt will go? Well, we don't really have a lot of details. Maybe with issue one, because we don't know who the antagonist is. Like that's the is it going to be where you know the vampires live in harmony with humanity? But they kind of did that with giving them Chernobyl, and you know, I to me, I don't know. Part of me kind of likes that, but also that point of the no repercussions thing is kind of going in the back of my head. Like even Gang War, the Spider Man uh, event is going to, I'm really enjoying it, but they're like, but what's what's the world shattering thing after this? You're like, oh, Tombstone isn't a bad guy anymore. I don't really right. care. I you mean, know, like, look, I, fine, you, know? you know what is an event, though? Honestly, just just moving on to, to another uh, thing that I love, and I love talking about this, and I swear to God we bring this up like once an episode, is Ghost Rider. Go, oh. Ghost Rider is that, so that's going to be, he's moving to Chicago in the series by Benjamin Percy. Um, I was really happy to see that on for May. Like, the longer that lasts, the better. I... That's like one of the highlights I saw on the Marvel solicitations for May was, and that, ah, oh man, dude, I'm so excited for that book. It's really a good, I, I love when they move out of New York because New York is packed. Yeah. Like yes. it's packed. They, I mean, when, when Agent Venom went to Philly, 
that was great. You know, Spider Woman is heading to San right. Francisco. Right. You know, when the X Men in San Francisco, but yeah, it just seems to be the titles that aren't outside New York seem to kind of fall away. I mean, now I know Alpha Flight ran for like 110 issues back in the day, but that was back it in the day. It shouldn't have, though. It shouldn't have. Exactly. It was back in the Buddy, day. I live in Canada. He's Canadian. He said you shouldn't have. Like, what? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, like, USA it's over last... here. You don't have to put that up. No, I mean, like, it's well, one 110 issues. <laughs> you, did, you, did you read that 110 issue run? No, I've I've read up to I think it was sixty five back in the early two thousands. That was that was me dipping my toe into Marvel in the early two thousands. Yeah, but any any title bar, let's say the big ones like Iron Man, Avengers, Captain America, X, whatever that ran that long back in the you just say it's one of those ones. Oh God, is this still running? Yeah, just put that guy on art. You know, we'll end it in an issue or two. Like. They just go off the walls. Like even look at Silver Surfer and Punisher. Like they ran oh, but. Those last few issues, like, what is going on? This is just, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Just sort of its misery. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. got mental. Um, now there is another thing I wanted to bring up. Um, in regards to the the May one, because people seem to get their heckles up when a spider dates someone. Uh, oh yeah, Miss Marvel and Spy and Miles are are going on an old date there, holding yeah. hands on a cover I... of anything. I, I sensed some tension in earlier issues of, what was it? I think it was of, yeah, it was of Kamala's run, I think, between them. And I was like, oh, this is going somewhere. This has to go somewhere. But I mean, it makes sense. It's like the Olympics. So they're both superheroes. Like, but whoa, Starling, though. What's going on with him and Starling? Who? Miles? Miles, yeah. They're Star- oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, they're that's right. Steady. Oh, that player. Oh, that Miles. That's right. Oh, that that's Miles. right. But that's I'm, right. I'm, I'm interested to see where that's going to go. Yeah, it's me too. Be funny to see how people are going to jump on it. It might be a whole Black yeah. Cat and Spider Man thing again where people were up in fucking arms over. I don't think it'll story. be that dramatic. I don't think it'll be that dramatic. What I do, I honestly, I'm kind of for it. I like it. I think it makes sense. Um, but there is Gwen dating Peter Parker again. Like, what's on, what's with the cover of that? I. Oh, that's been that's done so many anywhere. times before. Like, look, leave yeah. the you know Gwen Stacy the six one six one is dead. You know, know. like leave I it know. alone. Yeah, can know? we stop? Yeah, it's not even interesting anymore. Yeah. Now I do. I so we were talking about DC that Marvel events and with the Blood Hunt one and all the tie-ins, but something popped up. Uh, guess she did that. Mike had sent my way. Absolute power by DC. All of the tie-ins are written by the series writer. Mark Wade. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes. So I need your DC brain for this, Michael, because I have questions <laughs> for the new DC event coming out in the summer. Well, I, I was a big fan, again, early 2000s. I need to revisit it. Uh, of I, I went back and was reading Mark Wade's run on Flash because I was huge on Jeff Johns uh, oh, yeah. at the time when he was doing Flash. And I was like, well, I got to go back. So uh, he's a fantastic writer and he's doing a great job on Batman Superman. So you guys should check that I've out. Heard. But yeah, I'm interested in this because he's writing 25 so, issues. Dude, that's my question. Like, I don't know how much info is out on this. I know it just released what last night or something. So I don't know if there's a ton of information out there to, to digest yet. But I mean, look, I've been reading Batman and have been loving the Zuranar failsafe run. I, I, I'm sure you've been reading that at DC, correct? Yeah, I I, okay, I, I, so, I was enjoying the the Chip Zdarsky. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes. Yeah, that, so, that run so, has been interesting. So how is so is Mark Wade writing that 
as like an interim for Chip Zdarsky? What is the deal? What can we expect here? Do you know? No. So he's he's writing. It's a t- so he's not writing Batman. He's writing Batman Superman. Okay. Well, um, I know that. Oh, right. just, sorry. Okay. Um, I think this thing though starts with a free comic book day comic. So it does, but like, dude, like, what is how it's pitched sounds very weird. Because I don't it even makes understand. Me, I don't either, dude. It makes me think that he's writing like it's I don't know. led by Markway. Yeah. Okay. So I will say this: I have fallen kind of out of favor. Like, I don't love DC anymore. Like I used oh, to. Wow. I used to read every DC book in the early two thousands. Now I'm more a bit more Marvel. I'm a bit like you guys. But I'm yeah, but I am reading like Batman and I'll pick up Flash cool. yeah. and I'll pick up all, all the uh miniseries they do like of Jay Garrick and Alan Scott. Like those are amazing, amazing books. Um and anything with JSA, but I don't know what what this is. I think the thing that interests me is is the fact that he's writing all of it. Imagine if you had Jonathan so, Hickman right. writing every tie-in. Because then it has importance to me. Yes, dude. Thank you. Yes. That's that's yes. because that's what he essentially did with Avengers and New Avengers. And it's like, as you pick up an issue here, there, you're like, oh my God, all of this is connected. And that uh, would be yeah. my issue, pun absolutely intended, with tie-ins as you try and collect them all. Some of them mean nothing. Oh, it completely they waters down nothing. the event. Completely like waters down just, the event. Yeah. Think of uh, the union with King and Black, a new hero team. They, they, and it yeah. meant nothing. The first horrible series, by nothing. the way, atrocious series too. Such potential, atrocious series. That was just unreadable. The, I, you could go on, dude. War of the Realms that had the most mm-hmm. tie-ins out of a recent event we've Ooh. ever had. I kind of for, I, it's, dude. I could go off on that. There's just too many. Like, there's just too many. <laughs> there was That's so why, oh. many. And yeah, I'm so like, I'm many, paying cover dude. price for all these. I'm like, what am I doing? Putting together between us, re- for me, I just want give me one to ten issue mini series, and if there if there's a nece- necessary tie in, you do it with that character. But otherwise, I don't want anything else. Personally, you know what? That's I was me. I no, but that's the way to go. I was looking back. Uh, I picked up a tie in for uh, Infernal recently, like a Daredevil one. Uh, for like a, a dollar so i've all the daredevil tie-ins now to inferno but i noticed with the crossovers from back in the day before the miniseries the important issues had the banner across the top of the issue mm. and then the kind of ones that maybe happened during this story had the little ones to the corner so you knew yourself oh. i don't have to get this but if I want a little bit more, like what's happened with Spider-Man during Inferno, I can get it. But I don't miss That's anything out in the story. Good observation. Uh, okay. I and know I'm at, picturing exactly what you're saying. And even yeah. look at the Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Crusade, Infinity War. The six-issue mini are good. The other ones had that little corner that had the tie-in. Yeah. But none yes. of them really affected the main story. Tell me that, and then I'm good. You I know? just hope this isn't like a no man's land in Batman or... Um... Uh, what was the other one they did? Uh, Nightfall, where it felt like there's like oh, there's I know a, what you're when you go into the yeah. dollar bins, you're just like, why are there so many Nightfall books out? <laughs> I, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I agree with that. I agree. I, so, I mean, Blood Hunt has a lot to offer, and it will be. I think. I mean, I did the math on it. It's going to come out to like two eighty. If you want all everything, oh I think two hundred eighty dollars. If you want everything. that, yeah, that's USD, Mike. So, oh, that's, oh my god. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I think I'm right. Let's on that. hope but, it doesn't suck. 
Yeah, let's hope. I I have faith. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold down the fort of positivity. Okay. I, I'm gonna try. Jed McKay is a good writer. We'll see what he can do. But um, but yes. Yeah, so um, final question on the DC event coming up though, Michael. Can we expect um, can we expect just really quick? Can we expect Batman to tie into that four issue series that Wade is writing, Absolute Power? I like have no idea. The, the anchor Batman. Okay. All right. I, I don't we'll, know because the, we'll can we that for now. We, I, we, yeah. I, I, we just had to get through this Joker origin. Did you read that? And for what? And for what? Yeah, I did read that. I, 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 I hate, I know how much work it is to do a comic, but I, I feel like it's okay to criticize the big two because I'm just like, what did I read? I was confused. And I'm I'm been fall I was just like, what? Like I followed Jeff Johns' three jokers and I was like, I can't wait till they follow it up. This was the follow-up? I'm oh. I'm more confused now than I was before. It's, it's I agree. Sad. I agree. I agree. I agree. I know. Welcome we'll see to what the happens. Current Venom series. Eh? Oh, Welcome to geez. the current Venom series. Oh. <laughs> uh, I dropped Venom. Now, I dropped counts, Venom. I'm pretty sure. No, I tell you this when Cafu took over. Art man, it went way up in quality. Really? The okay. only thing now is that there's a third Carnage in the mix. So there's Carnage the symbiote, Cletus without the extreme bios, and he's just there. And now there's, I guess, the Carnage from Death of Venomverse. So I'm gonna wait. I can't. I can't to try anymore. and figure it all yeah. out. But I honestly feel like I almost have. The wall covered with notes and the lines being like, yeah. well, if this is the carnage and this is where it was there. What's going on? What is but Marvel course, doing? Uh, what, it, 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 stop with the multiverse stuff. You gotta stop. Like they even did a new Edge of Spider-Verse series, even though the last big event was the end of the Spider-Verse. And this is the second Edge of Spider-Verse series since. And it's teasing to an event where Madam Web is um, getting... Uh, Spider-Man 2099 involved, and it's going to pick up in the web of Spider-Man one shot in oh, April. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, did Colin, uh, one of the guys, Colin Jackson and something, something, they just did the Guardians of the Galaxy run? Jackson, Lance, so, and Colin Kelly, yeah. The way they write people, everybody is a smart ass. They did it in Thunderbolts. Your, your people, your, now, they didn't do it with them um, Shang-Chi and uh, uh, US agents. That was cool. Yep. I like their banter. Me too. But, you know, Contessa La Fortuna, like you're like, what, 65 years old? Grow up with the way you talk to people. You know, <laughs> just like, this is serious. And yeah. then I'm reading Cassandra Webb, not Webb, uh, Julia Carpenter. Ha ha, web joke. Ha ha ha, cattiness. Miguel, ha ha ha. Well, I got a, you know, web, you like, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. You guys have been involved in enough Spider-Verse stuff to know this is fucking serious. People are going to die. People are going to get eaten. Stop making jokes about it. I just, like, take it seriously. The like, the multiverse is at stake here. But stop with the multiverse. I know. Dude, I've been preaching this for the past, what, two years? Get Marvel and, um, on the phone, I, Nick. Get him on the phone. Honestly, honestly, good segue into good segue into another point we had. Uh, Michael, can I dip into some MCU DCU news? Are 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 you I, I on top it. of that? Oh, that let's MCU. go, yeah, dude. Yeah, All right, yeah, good. Go go like with the whole Rob. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> going with the whole multiverse thing. Um, yeah. Avengers five. I saw the Hollywood Reporter, one of the most litigious and accurate. Uh, news sites for mcu dcu stuff that is out there period is saying that avengers 5 will no longer be called kang dynasty 
Um, I found that really interesting because they were really obviously pushing for Kang. A lot of legal situations, we'll leave it at that, that we've talked about in previous episodes, happened with the actor, Jonathan Majors. So it seems like they're shutting down on the idea of Kang Dynasty as a whole, maybe going in another direction. Who knows? It could be nothing. It could be something. Any thoughts on that uh, piece of news that just came out the other day? I, I'm disappointed. The only way I, because I, I'm all about recasting. Like I think they okay. should recast Black Panther. I think that was now we now we we're I, missing one yep. super important black yep. superhero. Like I know it's great we have a black female superhero, but like no, I don't hate you for saying that at all, bro. He was yeah. such an important character. Character. He was a character. The, That's actor, the thing. Yes. Kang did not commit these crimes. Kang right. is a thing. fictional character, and with so the variant thing, and he also is a variant. And so I think they should have recast and continued. Yeah. But but I will say this: if Feige's smart, he can ignore it for now, and then you bring Kang back afterwards unexpectedly. Like, what if Kang were to show up in in part six, and we're like, I forgot Ooh. Kang was even a thing. That yeah, would yeah. make us excited. I don't know if he'll do it, though. I, that's where I, get I don't worried. either. I don't either. I like where your head's at. And I do agree with you on the Black Panther thing. I I, I, I agree with you on that. Recast. I would have been down for that. I was kind of into the whole Kang thing coming about. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't really have much more to add besides that because it's, it's just news right now. But until anything's confirmed, I, look, here's to hoping that it kind of continues that's my take on it kang but. is too important of a villain to just yep. get rid of and the thing right. is it is too is like what you know the actor what what he did is what the actor did not kang and they right. have to respect the audience enough to know that like you know oh john what's his name jonathan majors, majors. oh he's the only kang no he's the first person to play kang but also a character notorious for time travel and having loads of different versions of him get someone else as it. or like you're saying have because kang has teamed up with the avengers in the past you have a mortis Don't forget, you, they killed the jonathan majors version in ant-man why and he kept saying wait till you see my other variants that wasn't the it's the, perfect the biggest, dude yeah. it's the math is mathing to do that i just they I just keep saying you haven't seen my other variant they're even more scary than me I think they're doing damage control. I think what they're doing here is like, oh, this is what people associate Kang with. But I think they need to hunker down and realize Kang is our character. Jonathan Majors is not our character. We're talking about Kang. But look, yeah, we'll we'll see. Actually, I want to bring up a a, a point about the movies, if I may, gentlemen. MCU, DCEU, Multiverse, uh, Drop Legacies, Back, James Gunn, whatever. The Joker. Martin Scorsese produced that, if I'm mistaken uh, yeah, I think, yeah yeah he did and, he produce it yeah and and that uh, was made for a pretty low budget and made like a billion dollars 60 million that was for 60 million 60 million was the budget for joker yeah todd phillips was the director scorsese helped produce okay. it to some extent yes and scorsese yes. has done nothing but you know dump on the the genre the superhero movies but isn't the budget for the for Joker 2 like 200 million dollars? 200 million. And I really want to ask you guys this cuz this was I, I'm so glad you brought this up. Do you think that's going to take away the whole like specialness of the movie because the whole thing was that like there was no budget for the first one and like it was unbelievable. And this is just a tale as old as time where a director is given a movie with no budget but an incredible actor and they just make something with friggin' what they got, and it's like unbelievable. 
wind the clocks three years forward and, you know, a sequel comes out and they give them everything in the universe, every resource is dedicated to the movie and then it's not that good. Are you guys skeptical of this or no? Got to know what you think. Uh, I I don't love the first one. I think it's a fun experiment, but I'm like, I don't care that much. I thought it was a fun mm. experiment. I see it as an experimental film. Like someone basically ripped off DC and used their characters. That's how I see it. But it, wow. it worked out. I don't. No, I, I agree don't, with Mike with that. I don't like. Yeah. I think the the best thing about the Joker is that you never feel sorry for him. You never. There's no rhyme or reason to what he does. The Joker is not a sympathetic character, and I'm not denying the performances or anything about that movie. Yeah. But you should have just called it the comedian. Yes. Or it, Arthur. It yes. wasn't the Joker. The Joker does not need to justify. Yes. It's like because in Ireland it would be like. Ah, Jesus, that's poor old Joker there. Look, sure, didn't his mother, his mother used Asher, she was mad. The poor <laughs> lad, he had no chance, the poor fella. No, you're not supposed to think about the Joker like that. You know, and it's, so it, for me, it wasn't a Joker movie. It, you know, it, it, was, it was like a, an adaption of, or a take on the Joker. $200 million for the new one, I want it to be balls to the wall insanity. I mean, go full musical numbers, like a Broadway thing. I want insanity. If okay, so here's the real, can act. So, so here's the real thing. He can act. That, he, Joaquin Phoenix can yeah. act. Here's the and real so thing. And Lady Gaga. She can Lady Gaga too, dude. Great, yeah. Lady Gaga, and 100%. Sing. She can sing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she can sing. She can hold it Here's, the, here's the real question of the episode. Do you guys think that rated R movie will make more than Deadpool 3? Is there a, is there a realm of possibility? What do you think is going to win at the box office? I I don't freaking know. I I'm, don't know. I will say this. If the music, if we start hearing music from Joker 2 and it's like enchanted, you know, where every kid loved the music. I'm not saying kids are watching this movie. I think it's adults <laughs> like it. Because it, it, I'm guessing part of the budget's going to the music. Yeah, with they're gonna you have, think so? Yeah. I think she's getting paid for her acting, which is probably $20 million. And then I yeah. think she's being bought out for the music so Warner can own it. And so that's that what they're not sense. saying. Yeah. But so if the music is good and adults like it and we're hearing the soundtrack beforehand, I think it would beat Deadpool. That's the only uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Oh, and man. I would say in terms of audience, Deadpool is like, you know, teenage boys. <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah. Whereas Joker, how the first movie was, it is a film, a, a student of films movie. Yeah, oh, I yeah, should go yeah. see this new, this new comic with the Joker. Oh, it's great, yeah. fantastic. You know yeah. well, I, that kind of thing. So it, it it all depends on word of mouth of Joker. Is it is it just as good? And it does the music rock. That that, that, that it's going to yeah. be the music. That's that's the. I mean, like I, and you know what? Fair play to them for going the way of a musical because. If any, because the Joker is insane. He's insane, right? You look at Doctor Doom, Magneto, Lex Luthor. Those, are, those guys aren't insane. They're arrogant, you know. So, well, Doom and Luthor, especially, you know, Magneto is justified, in my opinion, with with the why he did with why he does what he does. But the Joker is just mental. So, if any character can pull off a musical, it's him. You know, like this could all be that it, oh, all of this went on in Harley Quinn's brain. Yeah. Like this yeah. was a love story she had envisioned in her head. And then they zoom out and she's dead in like the questioning room with Joaquin just kind of sitting there having a laugh. Yeah. Anything's possible. 
anything possible. I have a possible. question. Will we see a young, like a, a Batman in it this time? I, was he a child the last time? He was a child. He was like, he was probably 13, 12. So if this is a year later, less. he's still a child. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't need, like, you, you don't need to, because if they wanted to stand on their, on its own and be about the Joker, you don't. You don't need the Joker being obsessed with a 14-year-old boy. That's kind of painting. I still a don't get the point, though. But I still don't understand the point, like you said. Why isn't no, it called I, Arthur too? Yeah, I, I don't. Because this is the thing. How many, uh, this is the, the uh, why I was kind of, why Scorsese's a hypocrite. You called it the Joker because people wouldn't go to see a movie called Arthur or the Comedian. You called it the Joker to put asses in seats. That's what you did. You took an iconic comic book, probably one of the most famous comic book characters ever, to get people to go watch your movie. But if you had just caught an Arthur, people wouldn't have gone to see it. Not as many, sorry, of course people would have gone to see it, but not the droves of a Joker movie without Batman. Holy moly. You know, that's what drew people in. Yeah, yep. I'd say you're spot on for the most part. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I'm very excited for the Joker 2, though. I love Joker 1 so much. And look, the I music in the Star it. is oh. Born was fantastic. And if it's Yeah, it was catchy. Like Every you know, song Shallows, was catchy. The yeah. one, her, his goodbye song, like, oh my god, I bawled my eyes out listening yeah. to that one. So, yeah, yeah who knows? It was good. Actually, sorry, just one, the whole point, you know when people say, like, oh, he's the Joker to my Harley Quinn. You need to end that relationship, because their relationship is nothing but abuse. You know, nothing you can but say abuse. Like, no, you can and say manipulation. Oh, he's, he's the Jack to my Sally. Fine, but the Joker and my Harley Quinn, for the love of God, sister, leave him because. Well, now, now you know, I think it would be you're the Poison Ivy to my Harley Quinn. There it is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's I more appropriate. That. Yeah, that would really grow on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, God! Fantastic. Oh. Just hilarious puns. Puns. Puns on puns. Um, and after killing the flow like that, I guess we're gonna. I'm sorry, we're just gonna. We're gonna call it there. I completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. With that. I, no, no, no. Oh my goodness. No, that's good, guys. A lot of lot of exciting news coming out um, for both comics and you know MCU DCU stuff, which is equally as exciting in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, look, lot. I, I, I. It was a heavy news week, Michael. Really glad you could make it on for this episode. We covered just about everything that we had in line today. So thank you so much for coming on, and thank you especially for honestly just telling us about your work and your story and coming up and stuff. We hope to have you back down the line if you uh, can squeeze us in with your other, uh, your other podcast schedule. Please shamelessly plug yourself right now. You're good. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I would love to come back on. Um, but yeah, you can uh, catch me on Instagram at if you if you want just comic books, 50 Cent Comic Collector. If you're interested in some of the movies I work on and my own comic, you can check me at Mike Schwartz Writes. Uh, you can find me on Threads at Mike Schwartz Writes or on X at the Mike Schwartz. I'm I'm all over the place. Wow. Whatever. Yeah, just <laughs> Mike Schwartz. No, love that. There's a Perfect. lot of Mike Schwartzes though. <laughs> or you can I love hear that. me. Or you can hear me on the Wizards podcast. Uh, just look us up on any platform at Wizards Comics. Beautiful. That is awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And guys, thank you. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for giving our show a try. And we hope to see you next week for more. And if you are an old-time listener, thank you so much for coming back and joining us again. Um, Michael's brilliant having you on. Rob, thank you so much as always. Guys, we make out the trio. It will be, uh, there will be a next time. So thank you, everyone. Have a phenomenal week.